Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Hi, friends, and welcome back to The Rework. Ooh, we have some fun for you. Today's podcast episode is the first in a series of three that is titled, What Real Men Think About Family Portraits. One of the most commonly asked questions I get is, how do you get the dads on board? Historically, most men are not really into having their portraits taken. And even if they are, they aren't really into spending some big money to do so. In our studio, we are so lucky that we have some awesome dad clients who not only actually enjoy having their family portraits created, but are the ones that are driving the family portrait updates. They're the ones that are calling. They're the ones that are making the appointments they want to make it happen. They also are amazing ambassadors for us as well. 
So I decided to interview for this series, three of our favorite dad clients and just pick their brain about why they love portraits. What is it about working with us that makes it better for them than maybe other experiences that they've had? And the answers were, I didn't know what they were going into it. I had no idea ahead of time what they were going to say. This was recorded. Just I sent them some questions and I had no idea what the answers were going to be. So it was really fun and surprising to hear what their answers were. So our first guest is Dr. Ben Larrabee, an orthodontist here in the Phoenix Valley. And we are going to kick the whole thing off with him. And he is quite a personality. So let's do it. Okay, so Dr. Ben Larrabee, thank you for being here today. Appreciate it. Our Rework podcast is an audience of portrait photographers who want to build better brands, more sustainable businesses. And so we just are talking to experts and different people every week. But why I wanted to talk to you is because you are uh, not only an amazing orthodontist and a business leader in our community, but you also happen to be an ATJ photo client. <clears throat> One of the more remarkable new ones of recent years. Yes. Um, yes. So you were only, we're two years in, we've photographed your family twice and I don't, you may or may not know this, but it historically men don't love portraits. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they don't love it. So what I would love for you to do is, well, first, tell me about you. Tell our listeners about who you are, what you do, all that kind of thing. Well, I own advanced orthodontics, uh, orthodontic practice that I, that I love uh, and love what I do. And kind of something that's a career, career that has really evolved for me because I'm the first one of my family that's went this route and into the business component of it. My mom's teacher, my dad's an accountant. So that's been a whole realm of development. And from there, as you get into the business portion of it, realizing all the things, every, like every detail counts and what it transpires to be. And then you start to make so many decisions. And then you start to get retrospective of a big picture of thing and say, okay, when I'm going through these decisions, it has to stay with core principles and the goals you're setting for yourself. And you get branches of choosing a photographer. You get branches of choosing their conditioning team you work with, the contractor for your new office. And some simple principles that I evolved when I try to keep it simple and keep it, and I say like Midwest to myself, that just everything I do, I want to be in love with it. From the tie I put on, the, tie, the shirt I buy, to the photographer I choose. And so I think I even told you this, um, we're, we're building the house, like you have been, that when I met my architect, they said, you know, I don't know if I can afford this gentleman, but if I can't, I'm going to wait until I can. Hmm. And that was the, I think I met you about three months after that. And I'd heard all these great things and seen the pictures here and there from their colleagues in the area. And that was the exact same feeling that Aww. happened to you. And yes, yeah, so you, you look at it as something like, if, that, if I can't afford it, it's not the right time. What it is, this is what I want to have in my circle, you know? And uh, just kind of go along with that approach. And the same thing with manage my team and bring it on teammates. And when we go through interview processes, you know, you can only ask so many questions to people. And then it's really about how did they answer them and do they have good energy to it? And that's someone you want to invest your time into, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I love that. Well, I having been in your practice 
both of your practices, every detail is clearly thought through. So you're obviously very attuned to that. So I want to go back to the historically men hating portraits. And so usually the people that our clients most typically are women. It's the moms that are contacting us, the moms that are booking the portrait sessions. But you were very involved. I mean, Carly called and booked, but you were very involved. You came to the consultation. You were very involved from the very beginning. So how did you hear about us? Like, what did that look like when you we came on your radar? I had heard about you from other colleagues that had done with their families. Then the picture grabbed my eye that was different. Mm-hmm. I feel like in so many trades out there, my profession too, there's lots in our trade, but there's different levels. Right. And I work so hard to be at the top of my level of mind that you start even photography that we use in our office. Yes. Learned a lot, learned a lot about it. And mm-hmm. I think I can at least catch, I'm no ATJ, but I can catch a good lighting and, I, and then someone who does something special. And so when I saw those and I asked a friend of mine, hey, who is this? Interesting, but this is awesome. I'd like to meet this photographer and then dove into it and then reached out to you and went from there. I mean, I guess I think I'm to tribute to other dads and their husbands. I think they would all like to be there too. Sometimes just just don't have the time. I'm fortunate yeah. that the way I've set up things is that I have certain windows set aside so I can talk with you this morning. So I have that benefit that some may not to on right. that behalf. But I just uh it was something wonderful. And if I'm building this house and I hear this additional, like something I think that you have a differentiator is not only do you take great pictures and have a vision and I can just sit back and let someone else do their craft, which I feel really, I enjoy that because I feel like I'm always on a hundred percent in everything I do. But like mm-hmm. when I keep, if I have this circle of all these wonderful teammates, would be my family photographer, my contractor, you know, and all the components that we use it is nice to allow everyone to excel at their thing and just let them go with it and trust them. Which isn't that your best clients don't, I mean, aren't your best patients, the ones that are like, look, I don't know, but I know you yeah. do. Yeah. So whatever you think. You, you, and-, and I think you do better for those two because you can really dive into it and yeah. know they're going to appreciate what they're they're not trying to micromanage you or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So it's funny that probably one of the most commonly asked questions I get from other portrait photographers is how do you handle the dads? Like, isn't that just the worst part? And it's so funny because I'm like, actually my dad, I love the dads. The dads are my favorite, you know, but I think you're right in that. I think people are busy. Men are busy. Women tend to, I guess, just to be completely, I don't know if this is sexist, I'm sure it is, but we tend to think of women as more nurturing and love the softer side and they're more emotional. But I feel like my dads that are really into it are equally like they're, they love their kids. They're all about it. I mean, they might be busy, but they don't have time to do their job and your job. Yeah. So it's like what you're saying. They they need somebody, especially somebody that's running their own business. And that's typically my clients. They have their own businesses. They don't have time to be running their business. And then when you're standing there with your camera going, well, what do you think? It's like, I don't know. You're the expert. You figure it out. Like you tell me what I need to do. Yeah, that's 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 the nice thing. You're paying for a service. You want it to be a positive thing. And I don't want to have to worry about it. I want to be able to enjoy it and realize the big picture. I think, you know, I said, when we built the house, your, your differentiator was not only do you take these photos, but you have a plan of how to put them in place. Your right. house. I was like, there, there's one last thing off my plate. Yeah. One <laughs> less thing. Versus some like, random artwork that I could care less about. I right. love my kids and my family. That's what I want to see in my house. Right. And if you can do that, hey. 
if you could have it installed on the wall where it's not me trying to hang it with Carly yes, telling me a little yes. to the left and you do can you, save my do marriage. You know, do you know how like taxing it is to ask an orthodontist to hang a picture on a wall when we see everything in millimeters and straight right. and right angles? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't even need a level. I got this. Right. Yeah. It's just too much. So tell me now that you had, we, you know, we did this the very first time we photographed your family, we did a really formal, just so beautiful. And you have the most gorgeous wife and beautiful family. So now that that's on the wall in your home, what was that like having that on your wall? What is it like seeing that every day that you expected it would be? And then is there anything that's been unexpected about that? I mean, I know you're always biased to your own pictures and maybe harder on your own picture of your own self, that kind of stuff, but it just takes care of a whole wall. I just, every time I walk by it, I enjoy it. I was, it was a memory that's always there. And it's also a thing that you realize how quickly your family is growing. Reminder to smell the roses and try to enjoy them right today and not rush it because things get hate crazy and hectic. It's also a time when a teenager gives you a rough morning and you, you bought had it and you look at that picture and be like, it's okay. I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him live another day. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially your kids, we caught at like just before that huge growth spurt, like Mm -hmm. they changed so much and they've changed so much again in this last year. It's crazy how much those boys have shot up and yeah. I think the biggest surprise is that how many people have walked through and saw that picture and just stopped and said, wow, I love this photo. Everyone has their own reason for it. Because it's when you walk in our front door, it's right to the left of this one wall. We don't have a way to design the house room right now. There's not a lot of wall space for places to put pictures. Yeah. But we put this one that we love, a formal one up and it just gets so many, it just gets so many comments. I never didn't expect anything like that. I love that. Well, and now, so um, you're building a home. And so we created these images, even though we knew you had, you were building this house. So you were so smart to not wait. Can you imagine if you said, well, we're building, let's just wait and not do the pictures until the house is done. Like how different your kids looked then than they do now, you know, and how much more, you know, they were like littler. And so to be able to enjoy those now, and now we have a plan going forward for the new house. We're working with your interior designer to get your gallery wall sorted out and get that figured out. So I'm super excited about that. Well, okay. So what I would love is just to wrap up with, thank you for doing this. The thing that's really fun about having you as a client is I think you and I think similarly about business, similarly about our clients and how we do business and that sort of thing. And so I think it's easy to recognize somebody that is searching for excellence in their work. So how are you in your own, in the world of orthodonture? What are some things that you've done in your business that you think can translate to the portrait industry that can help our listeners create a more, like a better client experience for their clients? I think we try and flip it. If you are the customer walking in, what are they seeing? What are they feeling? How do you make them feel? It's the little things. They may not understand or translate the micromillimeters of little things we're trying to do with creating their smile. I know they're going to love it. And I try and explain that to them in a consultation, but it's like trying to teach. If you have someone in preschool trying to teach them algebra, they're not yeah. there yet. You have to build their knowledge of that by trying to give them a framework of what we're going to work with and understand the principles of it. But the most important thing is how you make them feel across the board. You know, there's always going to be someone that's doing things cheaper, uh, better mm-hmm. sale, better coupon, you name it, that kind of stuff. You need to be able to explain the difference in yourself 
their service and the questions they may have, be ready for that. And how are you, how are you explaining that? So if somebody, if you have a mom saying, well, I got this thing in the valve pack, this dentist down the street, only going to charge. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what super cheap braces would be right now, but what do you say to that? We always try and say what we, what our standards are, what we're going to achieve for them. And I don't go down the road of the rest of it, but just try to educate them of all the details that go into our game plan. Mm -hmm. And for some, it, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. And that's okay. You know, I want, I say our goal is I want everyone to be happy and find what works best for them. Yeah. We do that from offering them different options for their care because, you know, brace isn't for everybody and this line isn't for everybody, whatever works for them. But I think just at the educational component and doing it in a positive way of what we can, what we plan on doing here, you know, I can't speak for others, but this is what's going to happen with us and just build upon that and have, and like I said, at the end of it, when that mom or dad walks out, I want them to say, you know, that maybe it is a big gap. Maybe it isn't a big gap, whatever, but whatever I do is for my child, that's what I want to take care of my kid. Totally. And the thing I think that really shines about you is that you have, you're not cocky, but you have a, a lot of confidence in what you do. And I'm sure there are other orthodontists that may struggle with that. Like, oh my gosh, these all of my patients are coming in and they've got these coupons and this Everybody else is doing it cheaper. Everybody's just, you know, all these regular general dentists are throwing, mm-hmm. just throwing Invisalign. Yeah. And so nobody's wanting to do actual ortho yeah. or whatever. And I know for us, it's similar. You know, somebody might say, well, I just want the digital files. Like, why wouldn't you just let me do that? And it's like, okay, for you, I imagine like if I worked for you, if I was doing the consultations, I would be like, so these are your teeth. Like <laughs> this yeah. is your kid's smile like they're going to be wearing this for the rest of their life like this is your face it's like going for the discount coupon on your lasix like it's your freaking eyeballs and you want a deal (laughs) like okay let's think about this for just a minute Mm -hmm. and realize the value that you bring like as an orthodontist the value you bring is that that kid that comes in and is hiding his mouth and has been made fun of because he looks like a vampire in in a year or two or whatever can walk out and just smile and talk and not yeah that's feel. the best that's yeah. what i say it's like i can't think of any other things i would rather do every day is a good day when you can do stuff like people you know yeah no i love it so i think you embody a lot of the things that we we strive to do in our own business and that i strive to to teach other photographers is just to step into that expertise and know that what you do has value and not everybody is going to value the way that you do it, but there will be those who do. And the best, I feel like my best clients see that effort and appreciate it and want it and are willing to pay for it. That's, that's the thing is you don't, uh, wise man once told me you don't want to treat everybody. No, well, you can't, it's not impossible. Yeah. But I think that, you know, people in your profession, I would just say to find out what makes them happy in their profession of what their niche is or what they want to excel at. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually whatever they enjoy the most of photography is what they're going to dive into and excel the best at. Yeah. So I knew for me, orthodontics, what versus, you know, real canals, this is what I love the most. And so when you have that component and you keep educating it better and better on it, the same thing in your profession, I'm sure those who are passionate, what they do will often excel the most at it. Weren't you the one, were we having that conversation where you were like, okay, because I was telling you that my son's in dental school and you're like, all right, does he like relationships? Where, where yeah. we have, okay. So to, let's yeah. have that. Cause I think that is so relevant. Let's finish up with that. 
So I was asking you, I said, my son's in dental school. Do you think he should do ortho? Do you think he should do endo? Like, which way do you think you should go? And you didn't say anything about how much school or any of that. You had like a really good way to make that decision. I think it's directly applicable to photography. So yeah, well, I mean, based on a principle of if you can find something that you love to do, never work a day in your life, right? Yeah, well, sorry. And, <laughs> and, and so if someone has the personality that they are a fixer, like to fix the problem, get in, get out, and, and no bedside manner. That's okay. Everyone has is their own manner. Just, sure. There's different characteristics that work with each specialty. Or so that's like project. an ER doctor. So, get exactly. in, get out. You know, you're you not. Know your kid, you know the kid who doesn't study for a test who goes in and gets a hundred percent on it and always guesses the right answer. Didn't even know how. I remember a friend of mine. I would say he's one of the smartest kids I met. We're in third grade. And they didn't teach us the division symbol yet. But they gave us a test to see on division. Yeah. We figured out what that division symbol meant and got them all right. Okay. Oh and he would always figure out the answer from his test and get things right. I go, he's an ER doctor. That is exactly what he does. He figured problems come at him. He solves it. He's not much of a conversationalist and, yeah. and but he's a genius on, on the problem solving. Yeah. You know? Diagnostician. Just get yeah, in, get absolutely. out. Absolutely. Versus the one who builds or likes the relationships as much of it, you know? If you love relationships, endodontics is not a root canal. It's not going to be the, uh, because you see them one time, they don't want to see you after that. And you, and then wham, bam, done, you know? Yeah. And so so if you're an orthodontist and you don't love relationships, you're going to have a very sad life. Yeah. I'm sad, but definitely not as fulfilling for that person because I would say I get to see a, a child from 12 to two years and see so much change in them. And it's a relationship with them. And the mom. Sometimes. In the family, it's like, you know, yeah. I have large families in East Valley. I'll know families now for 15, 17 years. Yeah. I'm treating, I'm, it's starting, scary as it is, starting to see the seven-year-old kids, the more patients, that kind of thing. Yes. I'm seeing patients come apply for jobs in our office. So oh, yeah. Just, yeah. It is definitely one of a long-term relationship and conversation. Yeah. So that makes me think like translating that to photography is family and kid portrait photography. That is the orthodonture. It's the relationship. Well, if you want a sustainable business, you want to build it that way. But there are plenty of people that need to have relationships that are working like ER docs or endodontists that are just like, get in, get out Mm -hmm. quick, but really should be thinking a longer term and not realizing that that could be a possibility. Yes. It's, no. it's like, what do you, I mean, obviously what you'd like to do too, you know, someone who's a dentist, but a lot of times likes to do all the things. They can't decide what they like best. Yes. Versus someone who fixates on one thing and wants to do just that. Right. So find out something that interests you. And then the other component, something that works with your personality and your wiring, you yeah. know, and how you want to live your life. Like, do you, yeah, you, people, are you, some people want to own their practice and some people just want to punch in and punch out. Yeah. And that's okay. But yeah. soon you figure that out for someone. Yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. Well, I know that you're super busy. I appreciate you taking the time today. I think there's so many like good nuggets in there and we appreciate you as our clients, of course, and taking the time to give, share your business advice with our listeners. Do you have anything that you want to add as you go, as we leave any pearls of wisdom you want to drop on your way out? Oh, no. (laughs) There's one thing I thought about though, that I never thought of regarding your, your pictures. And I thought I would tell you about it is... Because you say dads get involved with photography. Oftentimes, dads get involved with what's the bill coming at me? 100%. It's another bill on my desk, that kind of thing, you know? I think that when I have a consultation with a mom and dad, 
sometimes it's split families. And so dad, I know that dad's going to get a bill. Yeah. I try and involve him right out of the gate. I look at it from his perspective and hers. And, you know, hey, do you want to add dad? Want to FaceTime him and see if he can come in and talk to me here? Tuesday has questions, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Because I look at it if I was in his shoes, you know? And then maybe something for you guys too. Sometimes you, you look at things as a stick in the mud or a, a negative in the experience. Try and flip that and get that person on board and see their side of the story. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? for sure, because who likes surprises, especially when it comes to, yes, I think most men that are good dads want their kids to have a nice smile. They don't want their kids to have a jacked up girl for the rest of their life. Or, But if they haven't, if the wife is just going and she gets all the information and then he gets blindsided by, you know, what he you know, he's yeah. talking to his buddies at, at work and it's like, dude, my dentist just threw Invisalign on my kid. It was totally fine. You don't need to pay six grand or whatever, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. for the treatment. Then they don't have any context for that unless they're looped in. And when yeah. they're looped in, then I find that I, I love working with the dads. I think it, yeah. it's great. And they never, never judge. That's a common thing is to go to stereotypes and to judge. And you'd be surprised how many times you get proven wrong with that. So I've always taken pride in never trying to judge on that part of it. And also... um, Say more about that. What do you mean not judging? Well, I remember uh, this instructor telling us one time that how this Mm -hmm. farmer walked in with dirty clothes and dirty boots and his daughter. And from an orthodontic perspective, you're thinking that even bigger than the dentist the past seven, 10 years. Right. And she had orthodontic care and he just said, you know, one of the fees for it. And the gentleman just paid cash right there in full. Didn't ready to go. Yeah. Want to do what's right for his kid. Whereas the doctor had told me that immediately his treatment coordinator had a bit of judgment, like, oh, doc, this kind of thing, you know? And I always remember that story. And I always make note that we always never jump to those conclusions and never know, hey, maybe grandma and grandpa stepping to be heroes here. You never know. Right. It's going to be a great story. And we had tons of those. And they turned into positive yeah. things. Well, and yeah, and I always say, like, if we assume, if you operate from the Uh, assumption that everybody that walks through your door wants what you have and can afford it, then how do you talk to them? You're so excited, right? You're like, if everybody you thought had a Brinks truck out in the parking lot and just was waiting for the guys with the dollies to bring the money in, you would be like, well, we could do this. And you're like talking from this happy perspective rather than this okay, I'm going to make this as quick as possible because this guy's shoes are dirty and this is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. but I'm, And then bring upon your picture, the one thing I want to tell you about upon that was, I thought this the other day, is, as you get older, start looking at things, maybe more retrospective and maybe a little wiser, look at things differently. I never thought when I took pictures with my sons that someday when I wasn't around, they'd look at that picture and what it might say about their dad. Maybe yeah. it was how I stood with them. Maybe it was the, the, the expression I gave. But it's something for them long-term, you know, how yeah. they're going to look at that. And I think that I got several pictures you've taken of the boys and I and one of Farah and I. Then I think that when I'm long gone, there'll be good memories of the good and the bad of their dad. You can see it in yeah. their face. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you saying that because I think that that because of my dad is gone. And I, I wish that I had a picture of just he and I together. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when I was six, I told my mom, well, I'm going to marry him when I grow up. And she's like, well... He's already married. I married him. And I'm like, well, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm marrying dad when I grow up. That's it. You know, and I wish I had that picture of me, you know, hanging off of his neck before he left for work in the morning or whatever, yeah. you know? And so I love that you see that. I love that you see that. Yeah. I'm glad we could create that stuff. for you. So thanks for everything you do. I appreciate your craft. 
Yeah. Well, we appreciate you and you're the best. Thank you for doing this. Anytime. You know, the entire reason I started this podcast is because I am convinced I have the best job in the world. Being a portrait photographer fulfills so many needs. It's just meaningful. I get to be with amazing clients and their darling kids. And it's just so rewarding in so many ways. And I know that there are so many talented, amazing photographers out there that could be making a living, a better living for their family if they just tweaked a few things in their business. So if you know somebody who's struggling or that you know this podcast could help, please share it with them. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, hit that little share link and send it to them because we want everybody to do better. And if you have a minute and you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcast, it makes a huge difference in getting us exposure so that more and more photographers can learn how to have better businesses. So share and review if you have a minute. I'd so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. You can find more great resources from Allison at dotherework.com and on Instagram at do.the.rework.